Welcome to the Root and Remedy podcast, where we discuss all things women's health, hormones, fertility, and body confidence. I'm your host, Vanessa, a women's health nutritionist and the co-founder of Root and Remedy Wellness. You can find our membership as well as all other resources at rootandremedywellness.com. Today's episode is all about getting your energy levels back because I completely feel you. If you are waking up feeling exhausted all the time, you feel like you're waking up behind the eight ball, you're feeling stressed about the day ahead of you because you don't have the energy for it, you're always falling into that 2 or 3 p.m. slump, you feel like you need coffee to get your day going, all of these things are classic signs that our bodies are struggling. And I love the analogy that a previous guest, so in our acne podcast with Kristen Cunningham, she used a great kind of explanation for fatigue. She was like, okay, if someone is tired, for example, do they need a new mattress? Are they struggling with detoxification? Is their digestion off? Like, what is it? Because fatigue is a very generalized symptom. And a lot of us are struggling with feeling so exhausted and so tired all the time, but mostly because we are completely out of sync with nature and the natural light dark cycles of our current time zone in our environment. So we have something called our circadian rhythm, and that is essentially our 24 hour biological clock that literally regulates everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. It regulates your digestion, the function of each of your individual organs, all of your systems of your body, your sleep and wake cycles, your energy levels throughout the day. All of these things are regulated by your circadian rhythm. So we need to make sure we're supporting that biological clock. And a lot of the things that we do on a day-to-day basis, a lot of things that we think are no big deal, they're just things that we do in our regular routine. They're the way we live our lives with everybody working from home these days and being on technology all day, especially if you have a desk job, this is going to be your natural state to be out of whack and out of sync with your circadian rhythm and the light dark cycles of your environment. So a huge goal for us is to regulate that circadian rhythm. We basically want to reset that internal clock to make sure that your natural body is in sync with the natural light dark cycles of nature. And that is going to give you so much freaking energy. Oh, my God. So when we talk today about a bunch of different things that you can do and maybe things that you're not doing or things that you're doing that are sabotaging you when it comes to having more energy throughout the day and the reason why you're feeling so exhausted, we're also going to talk about some other body systems, things like blood sugar and digestion, getting nutrients, making sure you're eating enough food, staying hydrated, all of these different systems and daily habits and things that are really going to help to restore those energy levels and rebalance out the way that you're feeling throughout the day. So you can wake up feeling rested, feeling rejuvenated, like you can get shit done and you can actually stay focused and productive. We're going to talk about the importance of breaks and how to set that up in your daily routine. This episode is so important just to make sure that you're moving through your life with the energy and vitality that you deserve. So on that note, let's get into number one on why you're so tired all the time and how to fix it. So the reason number one is that you're staying inside all morning. So when I talk about our circadian rhythm and our biological clock, the three main things that they respond to or it responds to is sunlight, food, and movement. And sunlight or just natural light in general being the most important one. So if you're waking up like most of us are and you're trying to keep things dim because maybe you're not a morning person and you don't want to open the blinds right away or you don't want to turn on all the lights, you kind of want to wake up slowly 
Or even if you are someone who turns the lights on and it's really bright inside compared to how dark it was when you were sleeping and your eyes were closed, that is still not even a fraction of the light and the brightness that you would experience stepping outside, even on a super rainy or overcast day. So when we look at the difference there, and it is like exponentially different, you get so much more light and so much more brightness when you walk outside, no matter how cloudy it is compared to being inside. A huge problem is that so many of us are staying inside all morning. So yes, physically we're awake, but no wonder we're feeling groggy because our brain and our body and our circadian rhythm has not been reset and has not gotten the signal, oh, it's morning time. Okay, it's 7 a.m. I need to make sure that I'm producing the appropriate stress hormones, that I am getting digestion started, working on detoxification, that I am getting these different hormone ba hormones balanced, that I am putting these different steps and things in order and in place in order for me to feel energetic and feel awake. Our body does not get that signal. So that's shooting ourselves in the foot when we talk about having energy. No wonder you're dragging your feet and feeling so tired because your body has no idea that, okay, we're getting up, like we are going, we are moving. So one of the best things that you can do is get some natural light, even if it's literally two minutes, two minutes outside, step outside, no sunglasses. Like my favorite thing to do is wake up in the morning, get my adrenal cocktail. We will talk about that on step four, but get my adrenal cocktail, aka mineralized water, walk out onto my porch or patio and just get a bunch of light sunlight through my eyes. Maybe go on like a little loop around my neighborhood or around the block. I don't even care if I'm wearing slippers. Sometimes I'll even do it in my robe. Like I'm that person. <laughs> you don't have to do that, but getting a little bit of natural light and especially if you can pair it with movement in the morning, oh my God, I swear, I promise you, like I will die on this hill. You will feel so much better for the rest of the day. Not only will you feel so much more energized, especially in the morning, more productive, more focused, all these things, but the entire rest of the day, you are going to have more energy. And another huge plus of getting sunlight first thing in the morning, because you're, you're resetting the circadian rhythm and you're telling your body, okay, this is the time that it is. These are the things you need to do. And your body's getting that signal, same with your brain. Then you're also going to sleep better at night because it basically sets that tone saying, okay, in roughly however many hours time, I am going to get tired. I'm going to make this person tired because we know we need to be awake for a certain number of hours and then we need to get a certain number of hours of sleep. I think it's like 16 hours later, but I could be mistaken. Don't quote me on that. I know I heard some kind of time frame on the Huberman Lab podcast. Dr. Andrew Huberman talks about it all the time. Honestly, this is why I am so ride or die when it comes to getting sunlight in the morning because he literally talks about it so much that I was like, okay, I need to try this. He's literally saying it's the best thing in the world and that it's gonna help me with having more energy, sleeping deeper, like literally everything that I need. And oh my God, I'm never going back. Like I will make sure that I get even two minutes of sunlight or a natural light every single morning, catch me out there on a rainy day. It is so worth it. So if you can anchor somewhere in your morning routine to get some natural light outside, no sunglasses, even for a couple minutes, I promise you, you are going to have so much more energy because you are now resetting that clock and you're going to sleep better at night. And who doesn't want that? We get like a win, 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 a double whammy. So Anchoring that somewhere in your morning, ideally within the first 30 to 60 minutes of waking, will be an ultimate game changer for you. The second reason why you're so tired all the time is that you're starting your day with coffee before food. 
And this is a huge problem, especially for women in their fertile years. So women and menstruators who are in the time where they are or should be experiencing a typical period, a typical cycle, we are so much more sensitive to stress and our body is, those stress hormones feel really good. So in the morning, you may wake up, not feel hungry, just like go right to your coffee. Maybe your eyes are closed and you're like, oh my God, don't talk to me till I've had my morning coffee. Like you're that person. That is telling us, okay, number one, you're not producing adequate stress hormones because stress hormones are the thing that get you out of bed. They're the thing that give you energy. When they're out of whack, yes, you're going to feel horrible. You're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel like you're, you can't handle your emotions. You're going to feel like very scattered and jittery. But if they are in balance, you're just going to feel energized. You're going to feel calm, cool, and collected, but like you have excitement and motivation and energy to do things. And that's exactly what we want in the morning, especially starting our day. So if you're having coffee before food, what you're doing is you're doing two things. Number one is you're artificially spiking your stress hormones. So we now are taking away that signal that your body should be naturally getting that's increasing your cortisol, your adrenaline, all of these amazing stress hormones that are getting you out of bed, giving you motivation. And now you are basically giving your or giving yourself coffee and your coffee is now spiking those stress hormones for you. The second thing is that you're spiking stress hormones without any nourishment in your body. So yes, in the morning, trust me, I know how you feel. I did years of coffee, like on an empty stomach. I wouldn't eat until like 1 p.m. I talked about that in previous podcasts. Not the best thing to do, especially if you're exhausted all the time. Also not the best thing to do for things like hormones, your cycle, your fertility, etc. But that's another podcast. But if you are not having food before, now you're spiking all these stress hormones on an empty stomach, which means that your body is incredibly vulnerable. Not only are you going to blunt your appetite, so now you're not going to eat breakfast or you're not going to be as hungry. You're also going to get super anxious later in the day, and you're usually going to get a 2 or 3 p.m. slump. And that's because you spiking those stress hormones and not being able to balance your blood sugar. So when we have coffee on an empty stomach, our blood sugar goes nuts because now we're spiking all these stress hormones, we're spiking that blood sugar, and it's going to drop eventually. So you're probably going to be craving sweets, you're going to be craving carbs, you're going to be feeling like, oh, you do not want to finish your day come 3 p.m. and you're always feeling exhausted. And then maybe you get a second win before bed. The best thing you can do is wake up, get outside, drink some water, which we'll talk about in a few steps, and then come back in make yourself a nice nourishing breakfast. I have a bunch of breakfast examples on our Instagram, in our blog area. I talk to you all the time about getting enough protein. So having three eggs in the morning with some cheese and some veggies, like I'm an omelet girl, that's what I'll do. And then I'll have a bagel with cream cheese. Like that is my breakfast. That's my ride or die. Maybe I'll get something different later, but for right now, like that's what I'm on. And then having your coffee after your breakfast, about 90 minutes after waking up. Now, at this point in the morning, your natural stress hormones should have spiked and they should have gotten you up out of bed. Typically, this is around like 8 a.m. for your average person. And then come about say you're waking up at like 7 a.m. or 7:30, for example, come around nine after you've had your breakfast then boom, have some coffee. And as your stress hormones are kind of on the come down and you're feeling, okay, like I got enough uh, to like wake me up and start my day, but now I'm feeling a little bit more chill. You can kind of give yourself another bump with your coffee. And that is hitting the sweet spot. This is going to have you avoid that two to 3 p.m. slump. Do not take my word for it. Trust me and just try it yourself. Have coffee and water, sorry, have water and food before your coffee and then pair it about 90 minutes after you wake up. And I promise you will feel a difference. It is so, so powerful. 
So, so far on this list, we've got you getting outside in the morning. If you're exhausted in the morning and you're staying inside, you're literally just making this harder for yourself. And we do not want you having coffee before eating breakfast. We want you to have water and breakfast and then have your coffee. We want to time it appropriately, not only for those stress hormones, but also your blood sugar. So you can ride that high of coffee and that energetic feeling as opposed to you feeling like anxious and making your stomach turn and you getting all nauseous and then just crashing later in the afternoon. Like there's no point. Why would we do that to ourselves? Okay, number three on why you're so tired all the time is that you're sitting all day staring at a screen and not having any micro movement breaks. So I totally understand if you're busy during the day. A lot of us are busy. We got a lot of stuff on our plates. A lot of people are working one or multiple jobs. They've got children. They've got a lot of other demands that they need to figure out and deal with on a day-to-day basis. So I'm not asking you to take a break for an hour or just like, work out in the middle of your day or take an extra long lunch necessarily. I'm saying, are there small parts of your day where you can take two minutes and take a little micro break? Not only are we going to rest your eyes at this point and just kind of get you out of that zombie mode where you've been staring at a screen all day. I think everybody agrees with me when they say that staring at a screen all day makes them so tired. Even if you didn't move, like even if you sat at your desk and stared at your screen all freaking day, at the end of the day, you're exhausted. And you're like, what did I do? I literally just sat and stared at my screen all day and I answered emails and put things in the spreadsheet. But that is draining you. And the best thing that you can do is actually, as opposed to saying, I don't have enough X or I don't have enough energy to move or to exercise, knowing that that movement and that exercise is going to give you energy. And the easiest way to do that is called taking a micro movement break or just breaking your day up with a teeny weeny walk. So If you have five minutes, which I think you've got five minutes, even if it's just like on your lunch break or even like a couple other times throughout your day, or if you're in the office, you can use the trick where you just pretend to go to the bathroom, do a lap and come back, or even walk to the bathroom and come back. Like it doesn't matter, but just try to find times in your day where you can just fit in this tiny little movement break. I'm literally saying like two to five minutes. That's it. It's not that it has to be 45 minutes and that like, you're wasting your time or it's not worth it unless you can get at least 30 minutes of movement. That's such BS. You want to break up your day with these little micro walks and these micro movement breaks, whether that is going to be just like a walk around the block I find is the easiest or a walk around the office or even a walk around your apartment. If you need to stay by your desk, you can do a few air squats or you can do a few push-ups if you want. You can do some jumping jacks if you want to, like literally anything that's going to get your blood flowing because now we're going to get more oxygen and nutrients to your brain. That that's going to have you feel a lot more energized. You're also going to start breathing more deeply when we're sitting and working all day, especially if we're working on stressful or demanding tasks, we naturally start to breathe incredibly shallow. So you're going to start breathing really through your chest. You're going to be more like this when we want you to be like deep, deep belly breaths, like nice and slow. Like you can even feel how relaxing that is. I bet you when I did a deep breath, you did a deep breath too. I do that all the time. As soon as I hear someone like mention their breath, I always just naturally take a deep breath. And it's so funny because you don't notice that you're breathing so short and so shallow, but that is also signaling to your brain, we're stressed out. We are anxious. And your body is having a harder time circulating your blood and your nutrients to your extremities and that's also going to cause you to yawn more be more tired be more sluggish get that kind of like tiredness in your head and your eyes like that soreness almost and we want to avoid that completely so 
super easy way is getting on a little walk or doing some kind of movement. I really don't care what it is, but try to anchor that maybe at least three times in your day. So one mid-morning, one at lunch, and then one mid-afternoon. That would be fantastic. Or once you close your laptop, if you could go for a little walk just to reset, let the day go and come back from your workday and then start anew in the evening. That would also be another really amazing little hack and little way to separate your day from work mode to personal mode because nobody wants to bring their work baggage home with them. Your partner doesn't want that. You don't want that. So let's try to click the reset and refresh button and get you on a little bit of a walk or get some movement in so that you can come fresh to the second half of your day. So if you are at a desk job, best thing you can do Take a few micro breaks, two to five minutes. Try to anchor them a few times throughout your day. And this will give you a lot more energy, not only throughout the day, but also especially in the mornings because now you are more used to having that higher energy. And that mid-afternoon slump, you'll notice if you pair it with steps one and two as well, that's gonna go away. Like you're gonna feel so much more energized throughout your day. And I promise you, you do not wanna think, I don't have enough energy to do it. I'm so tired. I don't have enough energy. You don't have enough energy because you've been so stagnant, because you've been sitting all day. And it does not take a lot of energy to go on a one minute walk or a two minute walk. Just break yourself out. If you can do it outside, that's even better because now we're getting the natural light. You're getting the stimulation. You're looking at nature. Like if you can go see a tree or a flower, even better. That would be amazing. You would be a rock star. So breaking your day up like that is going to make you feel so much better. And it's a lot less stressful than thinking, oh, I need 45 minutes to move. And unless I have those 45 minutes, it's not worth it. That's not true at all. So you're staying inside all morning. We got to fix that. If you are not, or if you're starting your day with coffee before food, we got to fix that. And if you're sitting all day and not taking micro breaks, we got to fix that. Number four is that you're very dehydrated and you don't even realize it. So I don't care if you're drinking a ton of tap water and regular just plain water, whether it's filtered or tap or whatever, if that's all you're drinking, and at the very least, you're probably not drinking enough because most people aren't unless they're going out of their way to be drinking enough water. But the second thing is, is that you need to remineralize your water. You need to add minerals. And this is called our adrenal cocktail. I mentioned it in step number one that I was going to talk about it. If you've been listening to the podcast or following us on Instagram, you know we are all about our adrenal cocktails because they provide so much minerals to your body. And a lot of the time you're feeling exhausted because you're depleted. Your body takes a lot of brain power and calories and nutrients in order to do your job and to do go throughout your day just regularly, especially if you're someone who has a lot of demands, if you're stressed out, if you work out, if you have a lot of things going on in your day, you're going to be depleting your minerals like crazy. So we want to make sure that we are ahead of the game, we're ahead of that curve, and we are starting our day with remineralizing our bodies, especially after a deep, long sleep. You're going to be super exhausted, and you're going to be super dehydrated, and if we're not giving yourself what we call our inner bath, and we are not rehydrating all of our cells, then you're just going to continue moving through your day like a zombie, and you're just going to feel so crappy, and you won't even realize that it's related to dehydration or your minerals at all. So step number one in remineralizing and rehydrating your body start your day with an adrenal cocktail 
I have this in the show notes, but you are going to fill a liter or 32 ounces of water. You're going to put juice from half a lemon, about a half to a quarter teaspoon of sea salt. So try to do a good quality salt, not like a table salt. Try to do a sea salt or a Himalayan salt. And you're going to add two ounces of aloe vera juice. I know that sounds super random. You probably have the other two, but you probably don't have aloe juice sitting in your fridge. But this is a really dense source of potassium. And now we're getting a bunch of different electrolytes, which are basically minerals that aid in hydration. And we're also getting a little bit of vitamin C from the lemon. And that's also great for digestion as well. It's, it's really acidic. So it helps with stomach acid production and just you feeling a little bit better overall. It's not going to like solve any of your problems necessarily. It's not going to like make you detoxify right away, but it is really good just for aiding digestion in general. So wake up, fill a liter mason jar or water bottle or whatever you have, salt, lemon, aloe vera juice, mix it all up, drink it through a straw to protect your enamel. Whenever we're drinking a lot of lemon, we want to drink through a straw because we don't want to wear away your teeth and sip on that for the first hour of your day. I'm not saying you have to get through it all. If you could, that's great because rehydrating with a full liter in the first hour of the day is amazing. But even if you get through half before your breakfast or you just even take a few sips to get going, I would recommend at least half, like 500 milliliters or at least 16 ounces to get going because you are so dehydrated. But try to finish that thing within maybe the first two to three hours of waking. If you can do it sooner, that's great. But start slow, drink as much water as you can. And do this before you eat your breakfast because we don't necessarily want to just eat on an empty dehydrated body and dehydrated stomach. We want to make sure that we are rehydrating first, remineralizing our bodies, and then having some food. That will make you feel even better when it comes to your energy levels throughout the day and especially your productivity, your ability to focus. And this will also give you a little bit more stamina for the rest of the day and help you be hungry on time for other meals. It's just so, so, so good for you. So we want to make sure you're doing that first thing in the morning. And then a good general rule of thumb is try to have another liter of water between breakfast and lunch, take a break for lunch, have another liter of water between lunch and the time you finish work. And then if you are having a little bit of water after dinner, you maybe you, you drink some tea or something like that. That's great. But you want to make sure you're drinking the majority of your water during the day. You don't want to wait until after dinner and then chug a ton of water because you're probably going to have to pee in the middle of the night if you're drinking it too close to bedtime. We usually want to leave about like three hours before bed, two to three hours where we're not pounding back water. But a lot of people do not drink enough water during the day. And then when nighttime or evening rolls around, they drink a ton of water because they realize they were drinking no water during the day. And that's what we want to avoid. So let's get ahead of that curve, start our day with the adrenal cocktail, then you can just drink plain water. If you are someone who experiences a 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. slump, kind of like in the mid-afternoon, you start to not feel very good, then this is where you can put in another adrenal cocktail or you can use a different type of formulation. I've linked a bunch in the show notes below this episode that are great. They've got like different flavors. They are just going to like keep you super energized. I also loving love using the Element Electrolytes. Um, it's a company, LMNT. They're the only electrolyte electrolyte powder and drink that I actually use because honestly, if I'm going to be straight up with you, most electrolyte powders are crap. They are giving you like no good quality electrolytes in proper absorbable forms. They're loaded with sugar. They've got a bunch of fillers and preservatives to make them taste good. And honestly, they're just so many chemicals. Like they're not even 
hydrating you that well. It's just very trendy. And don't even get me started on Gatorade. That is literally just sugar. So get something like Element Electrolytes. They taste bomb. They're so good. My favorites are the orange and the watermelon. Oh my God, I love them so much. But they're always sold out in Canada. So it's so hard. If you're in the US, like hop on that now because they're US-based companies. You guys always have stock. If you're in Canada, you're just gonna have to wait with me, girl. You know what? We'll just hop on Amazon as soon as we can, as soon as they're restocked. I'll let you know. But if you don't want to make the adrenal cocktail or one of the alternatives, you can always get Element Electrolytes. They're amazing and I love them so much. They're also great while doing a workout. So especially if you're in like warmer summertime or you, you're uh, you get really sweaty during your workouts. You want to replenish those electrolytes that you're missing and that you're losing through your sweat. And Element or the Adrenal Cocktail is a great way to do that. So especially if you're someone who's very active, you, we want to keep those electrolytes high. We want to replenish those minerals and we want to make sure that your energy levels stay stable. All right, moving on to number five on our seven reasons why you're so tired all the time and what you can do about it. Number five is that you're skipping meals and or not eating enough food. So if you are not eating a full breakfast, full lunch, full dinner, and then having a snack somewhere in between, maybe if you need more, but if you're not at least having full meals, three full meals a day, you're under eating. I'm telling you right now, your body needs so much more food than you may think it needs, but we need to make sure you're having at least 100 grams of protein a day. You're having a vegetable, at least one with every single meal. You're having at least one to two tablespoons of healthy fats per meal. Like your body requires so many nutrients and so much food. So a lot of people will either skip breakfast, you know, after step two, how I feel about you skipping breakfast and having coffee first. But after listening to this episode, you will not be skipping breakfast anymore, right? Make that promise to me right now, please. And then they will usually just like graze for, for lunch or sometimes they're so stressed and busy at work, they don't even realize they're hungry or they don't get hungry and they skip lunch completely. And then usually most people have a full dinner because you eat with your partner, you eat with your roommate, or at the very least you're like, it's normal to have a full dinner. And that's something that most people have like a pretty good um, grasp on. But breakfast and lunch are kind of spotty, especially lunch. And one of the best things that you can do for your energy levels, and this goes back to your body feeling depleted of minerals, nutrients, protein, fat, fiber, your body needs these things for energy. Like food is literally what your cells are made of. Like what you're eating is what your body's using to create energy and to create more cells, more of itself. It's creating your hormones. It's balancing everything that it needs to balance. It's helping to balance your microbiome, your detoxification pathways, create bowel movements, like all of these things are regulated by the amount of food you're eating, what you're choosing to eat and when. And we want to make sure that you're also balancing your blood sugar by eating consistent meals every approximately four to six hours or so. So this would look like a breakfast, lunch, and a dinner, a snack in there somewhere if you eat breakfast super early or you eat dinner super late, for example, or you're just someone who has a really strong appetite. I love that for you. That's fantastic. Then we want to make sure that you're getting enough food, you're feeding your body appropriately or else you're going to be so freaking tired and you're also going to feel anxious and stressed out, have trouble sleeping. Like there are so many things that go wrong when we're not eating enough food. So making sure that you're having a full balanced plate, which has a protein source, ideally animal or fish-based protein would be ideal. And then you're also having at least one, maybe two veggies on your plate. Try to have that be like roughly half of your plate. 
And then another quarter of your plate is going to be carbohydrates. So whether you want to do some sweet potato or some other type of squash or root or something like that, or you want to do a little rice or a little pasta, quinoa, whatever you want. So we've got a quarter protein, half veggies, and then a quarter carbohydrates. And then you want to make sure you're either cooking in a healthy fat like butter, olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, something like that or you're garnishing with fat. So if you're having maybe a side salad, you use olive oil for your dressing, for example. But most people are usually cooking in fat. So that's an easy one to nail down. You can also garnish with things like avocado. We love avocado. So having a full balanced meal like that is going to do wonders for your energy levels and vice versa. If you're not doing it at least three times a day, you're going to feel so freaking tired. And again, this is because when we are menstruators in our fertile years, we are very sensitive to stress and your body not getting enough food, like you not feeding yourself enough is a huge stressor. That is like one of the biggest stressors of all time because now your body is saying, oh crap, we are not getting enough food. We need to start shutting down certain systems. We need to start transferring different hormones. We need to rebalance the system here. There's just not enough nutrients to go around and we don't know what to do about it. So you slowly start to break down and maybe your hair starts to fall out a little bit or your nails start to get a bit weak, but you feel okay throughout the day. And then your sleep's kind of broken up and your cycle's a little bit longer. Now you're getting more PMS. Like it might be a slow burn, but these are the repercussions of not having enough food, having low energy being one of those main ones. So try to have animal proteins at every single meal or at least something like eggs for breakfast would be fantastic and making sure you're getting veggies, healthy fats, and carbohydrates. We love our carbohydrates. Don't cut them out, but just make sure your whole meal isn't pasta. Like make sure you have a meat and some veggies with that as well. That's going to be really, really important. Okay, number six on our seven reasons why you're so tired all the time and how to fix it. You're on your phone right before bed. Girl, if you are on their phone, if you are scrolling TikTok up until you're trying to go to sleep, stop it. Stop it right now. Trust me, I know how hard it is. I'm like obsessed with Love Island right now and I'm watching it every night and it's <laughs> it's on at nine, which is usually when I'm like winding down, putting my phone away. So I understand it's tough. It is really tough. But at least try not to answer any emails, go on Instagram or TikTok or like any social media apps right before bed because you are literally looking at a blue light screen which is incredibly bright light even if you have your brightness all the way down the spectrum of light is telling your brain wake up wake up produce cortisol do not produce melatonin which is your get good sleep hormone produce cortisol which is your stress and wakefulness hormone and that's the opposite of what we want. At this point in the night or at this point in the day, we want you to start winding down. We want you to produce little to no cortisol. We want you to produce a ton of melatonin, a ton of get good sleep hormones that you can fall into an easy, breezy, beautiful sleep. And if you're staring at your phone or staring at a screen, then you're completely self-sabotaging yourself and you are just like, robbing your ability or robbing yourself of your ability to have a good night's sleep and if you don't sleep well you're going to wake up feeling like trash the next day because you didn't get the rest that you needed you're not going to feel rejuvenated you're not going to feel resilient to stress you're just going to feel like you're behind the eight ball so at the very least if you are going to be because sometimes it's inevitable like when you need to watch love island if you're going to be on technology before bed download something called f Lux, it's f.lux. Download it on your laptop or wherever you're watching your show or using your device and set it to the warmest setting possible. So basically, 
technologies like Flux, and there's another one that I can't think of, but I will put it in the show notes below next to Flux. I think it's better. I actually don't know. I'll, I'll report back when I try it. Um, these softwares are free. You download them onto your, your tablet or your computer or whatever, and it filters out your blue light and it will make your screen super orange and super warm. So sorry in advance. I know that's going to be super annoying for you. Don't put it on when like you're doing like a weekend movie night, like all your friends are going to hate you. Like don't do it then. But if you're just watching something before bed or like you have a show that you love, like Love Island, and you need to watch it before bed or it's like on at a certain time and you're finishing it up or like The Bachelor, I totally understand. Then download this software so that at the very least you're filtering out that blue light, you're not getting that same spectrum of light that's gonna be waking you up in the same way. You can also get blue light blocking glasses. I will link those below. Um, there are a few different options, but I find this software since it's free, you can just download it right away. That's the easiest one. Blue light blocking glasses are just a little bit more expensive. So if you're looking for a free option, I would just do the software. And this is at the very least going to help you fall into a deeper, more restful sleep. And you're not going to feel so like wired before bed. If you ever feel tired, but wired, we know for sure your circadian rhythm is off. So looking at bright lights right before bed is going to completely like destroy your circadian rhythm because now your brain is like, oh, it's earlier in the day. There's a spectrum of blue light right now. Like, oh, I didn't realize that. And now you're going to produce all of these wakeful daytime hormones, which is what we want to avoid. So ideally try to put your phone away about 30 to 60 minutes before bed. If you can't avoid any screen, so say you need to be on your laptop or your computer, just try not to do anything stressful before bed. Like please no answering urgent emails or anything like that. Like that is, there's literally no reason for you to do that right before bed and download a software that filters out the blue light just so that your eyes are not getting the same stimulus. That's going to stop you from having a restful night's sleep. All right. Number seven, our final reason why you're so tired all the time and we're going into how you can fix it is that you're not getting enough quality sleep. And this is honestly so unbelievably common a lot of people don't realize that we need seven to nine hours of uninterrupted sleep per night. And I say and emphasize uninterrupted because it's really, really, really important. If you're waking up every single night multiple times to pee or you're waking up to toss and turn or you're waking up feeling stressed or whatever it is, then that's a problem. Your body should not be waking you up in the middle of the night unless, of course, like you have a dog that jumps on you or your partner starts snoring. Like there may be something that wakes you up, but you shouldn't be waking up just randomly throughout the night, especially not multiple times per night. And getting into bed and when you fall asleep are not the same thing. So I don't care if you get into bed at 10, but you're not falling asleep until 1130. We want to think about when are you actually falling asleep and then when are you waking up? And when you're waking up is like when that first alarm goes off. Because even if you are a snoozer and you doze in and out for the next hour, you're still up at that first initial alarm. So we want to think about, okay, when am I actually falling asleep? And then what is that first alarm that goes off? How long is that section and that length of sleep? And am I waking up a lot throughout the night? If you are waking up a lot throughout the night, especially in the hours of like 12 to 3 a.m., usually we have a blood sugar issue or a stress issue. So this is where your evening routine is extra important. Something like a magnesium bisglycinate supplement, which I'll link in the show notes, is going to be amazing for you if you struggle to fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up feeling rested. That's like my ride or die. If you've listened to the supplement episode, you know magnesium is it. Um, but making sure that we're setting you up for success and that you're at least getting seven full hours of uninterrupted sleep. But most women, women need a lot more sleep. And 
especially if you're under stress, if you work out, if you use your body and your brain a lot during the day, you're going to need time to recuperate. And especially if you are also working on things like healing your cycle, balancing your hormones, you're on a fertility journey, like getting enough sleep is going to be so unbelievably important. And we want to make sure that you're doing that and you're going out of your way to do that. So that seven to nine hours, seven to nine hours is going to be super important. Try not to go on your phone right before bed. And if you are going to need to use a device, then download Flux or some kind of equivalent software that's going to filter out that light at the very least so that you're not feeling stressed before bed you're not having trouble falling asleep another thing that will wake you up throughout the night a little bit as well is if you're drinking a ton of water before bed so that's why we want to cut off water or like a lot of liquids about two to three hours before bed So don't be chugging a lot of water and a lot of different things right before bed. That's going to make you wake up a lot and that's completely avoidable. So in order to do that, we need to make sure you're hydrated throughout the day. That's super, super important. And that's why we talked about that on step four or in step four, making sure you're drinking enough water throughout the day so that you don't need to chug a ton of water right before bed when you realize you're so unbelievably thirsty because you've been dehydrated all day. So making sure we're balancing blood sugar throughout the day by eating enough meals maybe taking some magnesium to make sure that we can fall asleep, stay asleep, waking up feeling rested. We're having a good evening routine that doesn't involve a lot of technology. Maybe we're swapping our phone for a book or at the very least, we've got a blue light blocking um, technology or software downloaded on our tablets or our computers. And ideally you're doing something else relaxing before bed. So please don't watch like a stressful movie or like I said, no emails, like nothing that gets you amped. Don't have any difficult conversations with your partner right before bed, like nothing that's going to put you into a stressful nervous system or a stress response. We want to be doing chill, fun, easy, breezy, beautiful things before bed. So have sex, get intimate with your partner. That's an amazing thing that's going to set you up for sleep. Read a book, take a bath, go on a walk, like dim your lights. All of these things are really helpful to get you in the mood for sleep and to calm down your body. Those are all really important. So try to find an easy evening routine that works well for you that makes you feel calm. I also find that, of course, turning off all overhead lighting, like for me, that is a must. And if you aren't already doing that, definitely do that. Go buy lamps if you can, or things like salt lamps and um, like little starry lights or whatever you need. But try to turn off overhead lights because we do not want to signal any type of brightness. We want to get our bodies ready for sleep. We want to essentially we're trying to mimic fire. So warm lighting that's like lower than your head. So closer to the ground is better. Or at the very least, like anywhere just below you, as opposed to you looking up and seeing a bunch of really bright lights, dimming those. So turning those overhead lights off, going by lamps, and then doing some things that are relaxing, that are fun for you, and that are getting you in the right headspace to sleep. These are all going to be really important. And then you're getting enough of that quality sleep because it doesn't matter if it's eight hours, if it's broken up and it's trash, we want it to be seven to nine hours of uninterrupted sleep. I'd actually rather you have seven hours of uninterrupted quality sleep than nine hours of broken up trashy sleep because the quality is so important. It doesn't matter necessarily how long you're in bed if your quality is is horrible because now your body isn't going to be getting the same rest that it needs. Another pro tip If you want to feel even better, try to get to sleep by 10 p.m. at the very least 11 p.m. Every hour you can get to sleep before 2 a.m. is like 
it's gravy. It's just like extra help. It's extra rejuvenative. It's really, really supportive for your body for balancing hormones. Some of your most restful, deep and restorative sleep are between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So every hour that you can get to bed before or 2 a.m. is amazing. Just try to get to bed as early as possible. That's realistic for you. Obviously, we're not going to ask you to go to bed at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. every single day, but just as early as you can on a tangible, regular schedule and try to go to sleep and wake up at the same time every day. I know on the weekends it's going to be a little bit tough, but try if you're like 11 to 7 a.m., like that's what you can you can handle. Try not to change that too, too much on the weekends or else when you go back to your Monday work schedule and your work week, you're going to feel horrible. There's this term called social jet lag, and that's when we are literally feeling like we're jet lagged. We're forcing our bodies to feel jet lagged completely out of whack as if we travel to a different time zone. But just because we've been going to bed later, waking up later, our bodies are so out of whack. Again, our circadian rhythm is not balanced. It's not properly set. And then you're going to feel super groggy, super tired, and then sometimes wired at night. And that's the opposite of what we want to feel. We want to feel energized and happy and motivated and ready for the day in the morning. And one of the best ways to consistently get on that energy train is to go to bed and wake up at the same time every single day or at least close to the same time. That would be an amazing step to add on to making sure you're getting that seven to nine hours of uninterrupted sleep. Okay, there you have it. We've got our seven reasons why you're so tired all the time and how to fix them. So number one, you're staying inside all morning. We wanna make sure you're getting outside, getting some natural light even for two minutes every single day, every morning within that first 30 to 60 minutes. Number two, you're starting your day with coffee before food. Nope, we are not doing that anymore. We're gonna start with an adrenal cocktail or some mineralized water. We are gonna have some food, get some sunlight and then have our coffee about 90 minutes after waking. Number three, you're sitting all day staring at a screen and not having any micro movement breaks. Now we know we're going to break up our day with a few little walks around the block, walks to the bathroom, air squats next to our desk, whatever you need to do in order to get yourself that like one to two minutes of movement, breaking up your day, getting nutrients and oxygen to your brain, making you feel more energized and giving you more productivity and focus. Number four, you're dehydrated. So we want to start our day with the adrenal cocktail, drink enough water throughout the day, and then make sure we're not having too much water right before bedtime so we don't pee in the middle of the night all the time. Number five, you're skipping meals and not eating enough food. We want to make sure we're having a full breakfast, full lunch, full dinner, snacks in between if you need it, and that you're eating every four to six hours-ish to make sure that you're balancing your blood sugar. Also, don't skimp on your animal foods, on your veggies, on your healthy fats. Your body loves those nutrients. Number six, you're on your phone right before bed. We want to either put the phone away 30 to 60 minutes before bed, or at the very least, if you're watching something on a computer, you're downloading a software that's going to filter out that blue light so that you're not getting the same stimulus. But of course, the number one thing that you can do is just put your technology away, do something that doesn't require a screen right before bed. And number seven, you're not getting enough quality sleep. We want to make sure you're getting seven to nine hours of uninterrupted sleep every single night or as many nights throughout the week as possible. You're going to bed and waking up at roughly the same time every single day, and you're focusing on staying asleep. We do not want on or we do not want interrupted sleep overnight. That's going to interrupt your quality. That's going to make you feel more tired and groggy the next day and cause you to constantly be hitting that snooze button. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Root and Remedy podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, if you like our information and find this helpful, then it would mean the world to us if you would leave a five-star rating and review and follow or subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcast. It really helps to get the show out to more people. It shows us the most support and it also allows us to get even better guests so we can bring you the best content possible. And of course, if you want to dive more into our membership, you can use the code podcast for 20% off your first month. Okay, we'll see you next Sunday. Thanks for listening.